Hey, welcome to the Crosspoint Church Podcast. I'm Rob Chartrand, the lead pastor of the church. We're a church that's for the city in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and are passionate about helping people find their way back to God. Hey, if you're new, I'll have a bit to say at the end of the podcast, but in the meantime, let's listen to this Sunday's message. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. It's great uh, that you guys all came today. Uh, My name is Shem. If I haven't met you, you can come see me after church. Um, so I can get to know you a little bit. So when I preached a few weeks ago, if you weren't here, you'll get to know me. I have a preaching towel. I bring this with me every time I preach because I sweat a lot. And I call it the Lord Jesus towel because I start to sweat and I start to do this. So just wait, just wait for it. Maybe it won't be so bad today. Um, Happy Father's Day. Um, As it's been said all morning, um, it's a day of mixed emotions for a lot of people. Um, maybe today you're in a place where you lost your dad. Maybe you're here today and you're in a place where you didn't have the greatest relationship with your father. Maybe in your place today and you're yearning to be a dad. It hasn't been so. But today I want to talk about our heavenly father. What does it still look like for us? To have a close relationship with Jesus. Our perfect father in heaven. To keep our eyes fixed on him. To immerse ourselves in Christ. To continually be connected to him. Our hearts, our attitudes, our minds. Fully and completely surrendered to Jesus. What does it mean for us to truly abide in Jesus? This message is for everybody today, but I want you guys to really focus on what I have to say today, what the Lord has placed on my heart. My sermon title this morning, Get Plugged. Turn to your neighbor and say, get plugged. Get plugged. Okay. Can we have fun in church a little bit, guys? Okay. Uh, My scripture verse this morning is from John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. You can look it on the screen, look it up on your phone. Or for all you extra Christians, your actual handheld Bible, which I also have. (laughs) I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Now say it with me, abide in me. And I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. I pray, Father, that as the words that you have given me are spoken today, 
that people will have hearts that are open to receive what you have to say to them today. We love you, Jesus. Amen. So back in BC in our old house, we had this beautiful grapevine in our backyard. And this grapevine was, was luscious. It had green grapes and, and big, big, big leaves. And, and it had a lot of grapes, actually, during, during the summer. And it was beautiful. See, that's our little backyard. Oh. <laughs> so any gardeners in the house, green thumbs people? That's a lot of you. My wife really tries. Right, honey? Every year, she's like, oh, I want to get hanging baskets. They've been lasting a little longer this time around. I think you're getting better with it. But they usually die very quickly. <laughs> Part of the process, as you would know, of, of growing and producing a, a really healthy and vibrant plant of whatever kind or fruit tree, it constantly needs to be pruned. All the extra weeds and the, the dry branches and the things that are coming in between the, the actual plant needs to be pruned away. And secondly, this wouldn't be as vibrant and beautiful if it wasn't hooked up to the vine. If it wasn't abiding in the vine. I can admire this all I want, but my grapes cannot take credit for how beautiful they are on, all by themselves. They have to abide in the vine. It says a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. The branches in our grapevine can't take any credit, like I said. It needs it. It needs that source, which is the vine. So what is Jesus asking us to do as his people? It's not very complicated, is it? Abide in me. I love that, that simplicity and the care in the words that he's saying. Abide in me. God prunes areas in our lives that maybe not be bearing good fruit or, or growing well. It is only by abiding in him that we have abundance in our lives. Uh, the Greek word for abide is meno. And meno means stay connected. Immerse yourself in. Draw upon. Rely upon. And remain. From verses 4 to 8, abide is mentioned seven times. From verse 4 to 8, abide seven times. Why is Jesus asking us to abide in him? Because we can suck sometimes, can't we? As human beings. He knows the human condition. He knows our heart, our human heart. Our hearts are not always fixed on Jesus, whether we want to admit it or not. We tend to go after or desire things or focus on things that are either not of God or take our focus away from God. And we do that daily. He knows that if we're not abiding in him. Connected to him. Immersing ourselves in him. Drawing upon him. Relying upon him. Remaining in him. We're going to be immersed ourselves. And, and, and connected to the other things around us. To situations. And life. To relationships. And when we are fixed on those things. It's the slow drift. Away from God. He knows that if we aren't abiding in him. If we're not connected to the vine. We're not going to last long. There's this beautiful picture. Of commitment. When I hear the word abide. There's this beautiful picture. Uh, of, of connection. There's a part that we have to play. In abiding in Christ. 
It's like a beautiful picture. The example is my, my marriage with Quinn. We'll be married 21 years this July 7th. Yeah. You can clap if you want. I mean. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, Quinn, it takes two. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> my life would not be the same without her. When I don't see her for days at a time, I went to BC for a funeral this week. I miss her. When she's out with her girlfriends, or if, well, she never goes out, but when she does, I can't fall asleep till she gets home. I would feel completely displaced or lost without her. Date nights are important for a vital relationship. Praying together is important. Giving her my time. Showing her ways that I love her, telling her that I love her. What if I wasn't invested in our marriage? What if you weren't invested in your marriages or your relationships or your friendships? Do you think those relationships would last? Do you think they would be strong? Do you think they would be vibrant? If Quinn came up to me and said, you know what? I really miss you. I haven't talked to you in a while. I want to I hang out and spend time with you. But what if I said, you know, it's been really a busy week. I got lots going on. I'll connect with you on Sunday at 10 a.m. to about 11.15. I'll talk to you then. I got things to do. If I'm only connecting with her for an hour a week because I want something or want her affection or need a favor, it's not going to last long. It's not a very healthy relationship. It's the same when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Apart from him, when we are disconnected from the vine, when we're separated from the source that is Jesus that gives us life and direction and wisdom and counsel and love, we can do nothing. Abiding is being constantly connected. It's a dedication. Being in that relationship is intentional. Time together. But we need to come to a place of surrender. And realize that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Andrew Murray, a 19th century pastor, wrote in his book, Abide in Christ. He said, the greatest secret of abiding in Christ is a deep conviction that we are nothing and that he is everything. Our self-efforts, our striving, our doing can only get us so far. If God intended for you to obey him by striving and pushing and trying to figure things out on your own, then Jesus would not have asked us to abide in him. Rather, Jesus said, you cannot do anything without him. Just as a branch that is not connected to the vine will wither away and not bear fruit, so you desperately need to depend fully on the vine, fully on Jesus, to be filled with all the good things that he has for you and I. Um, some of you might know, but I have a pre-existing health condition. I have a rheumatoid lung, rheumatoid arthritis. I've had bouts and bouts and bouts of pneumonia. They removed my left lung in 2016, half my left lung. In 2016, I've spent weeks and weeks in the hospital, hooked up to oxygen and medications, and I struggle with it even to this day. When I was in isolation, it was horrible. You know what it looks like when you can't breathe properly? 
I felt disoriented, frustrated, confused, angry, anxious. I knew that I could survive. I could, I could breathe, but I was just getting by. And what happened when the doctor came in and hooked up the oxygen over my nose? I was able to breathe freely. And he turned up the oxygen levels. My lung function started to return to normal. Church, it's not the same thing when we're disconnected from Jesus. When we think that we can figure it out on our own, and we, and we try. We could, we could probably survive and get by, but what kind of quality of life do we have? When we're plugged into the vine, when we're connected to Jesus, we start to see things clearly. I feel like we can breathe. I could have probably gotten by without the extra oxygen. But it's not as good as if I was plugged into the oxygen. How long could we truly get by without God's guidance? To truly have a good quality of life without his grace each and every day over us. His love that is poured out on us. His forgiveness. His wisdom. His direction. Guys, abiding in Jesus carries you closer to Jesus. We start to see things clearly. What we see and do, our heart, our attitudes, our affections, our emotions, are all filtered through the Father's heart, not just ourselves. We were created in his image, made to live in union with him, and moment by moment dependent upon Jesus. Our source is and needs to be Jesus. It needs to be the vine. Church, we need Jesus. We need him in our lives. So the big question, what is involved with having a vital relationship with Christ? What does it mean to be one with Christ? I mean, we hear about it, we talk about it, we sing songs about it, we read about it in scripture. So guys, I'm talking to you right now. Bros, amigos, padres, dudes. How is your relationship with Jesus? Is it strong? Is it vibrant? Do you create space to spend time with the Father? How's your devotional life? And I'm not talking about a checklist that you do and like, okay, I've done that. I'm talking about your real life that you spend with Jesus as he's speaking into your life. Are you diving into the word? Do you have guys and, or men in, in your life that keep you accountable? Do you have guys in your life that call you up and say, hey, man, I haven't seen you at church. Hey, man, what's going on with you? You seem distant. Do you have guys that can speak truth into your life? What do we say as guys? I don't need it. I'm good. I'm good. I'll do me. You do you. Culture tells us, guys, that we need to be strong. That we need to be independent. Culture tells us that if we ask for help, it means that we are weak and can't do it ourselves. Culture tells us to suck it up. Be a man. But surrendering to Jesus does not equal weakness. 
Surrendering to Jesus is coming to a place and saying, God, I cannot do anything without you. Apart from you, I can do nothing. I need you in my life so I can be the father and the man and the husband that you want me to be. And need me to be for my kids, for my wife, for my friends. Guys, do you know how much? How much he loves you. Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know the position that you have in Jesus? Let me tell you. Ephesians 1. Spiritual blessings in Christ. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be, what? Holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption into himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Which he lavished, lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. In him we have obtained an inheritance. Having been predestined according to the purpose of him. Who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were what? Were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. This is our position in Christ. This is how he sees us. This is how much he loves us. It is time that we stop trying to plug into things that aren't life-giving. Things that pull us away from Christ. It is time that we know and understand who we are in him. The position that we have in Christ. It is time that we start putting Jesus first. To step into him. To plug into him. To make him your priority. Without him we cannot have a fulfilling life. We must admit that we can do nothing apart from Christ. Jesus is not our temporary outlet. Jesus is not our quick fix on a Sunday when we want something and feel like we're just doing the checklist. We have to get out of that mindset that we're plugging in when we need Jesus. He already gave us everything. He gave his life for us. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. Jesus says, I don't want you to abide in me because of what I can do for you or give you. I want you to abide in me because of what I've already done for you on that cross. He already paid the ultimate price. He suffered. He took a beating and a lashing, mocked, spit on for a chance that we would follow him. Not at a guarantee, for a chance that you and I can have eternal life. We need Jesus. Church, if we are not moment by moment dependent on Christ, then we are depending on ourselves. 
Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless it abide in me. So if you aren't abiding in Christ, immersing in yourselves in him, relying upon Jesus, what are you abiding in? What are you plugging yourself into? One way to measure how closely we're following Jesus is to truly take an honest look at our lives. What is your source? Where do you find yourself plugging into daily? Where are you putting your time and energy? This is truth comes out Sunday. You don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> is it TV show? You're plugging into binging Netflix series? Is it your job? Are you putting all your time and effort? Now, let me tell you first. There's nothing wrong with having a good job, success, making it, going far in life. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that becomes your source, that becomes your idol. Is it social media? Gossip? What about porn? Is it food? Alcohol? Drugs, success, stature, to be known, to be seen. Is it your worries? Is it your anxieties that you're putting all your time into? All of us, every single one of us in this room, including myself, are plugged into something. But is what we're abiding in producing good fruit? Or is what we're abiding in producing bad fruit? Jesus said a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So what fruit is he talking about? That symbolizes our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions, our routines, our regiments. Galatians 5, 19 to 21 <clears throat> says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Another version I saw puts it into plain English. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, tempers, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. We need Jesus. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. Guys, especially you. He doesn't say, hey, I'm going to give Shem a day off. You know what? I've been really hard on him this week. He needs to go and have some wings, hang out with his friends. I'm going to give him the weekend off. The enemy is relentless. He's out to always try and pull us away from what God has for us. We need to start looking horizontally more than we start looking vertically at the world. 
and what the world is giving us. The point I'm trying to make is we need to have an eternal perspective. We need to start abiding and plugging into things that are giving us life. So in saying that, what is good fruit? Whoever abides in me, I in him, that he bears much fruit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And I'm going to read these out to you. And I want you to put your name in front of this and see, is this, is this who I am? Can you say, I am love? I am joy? Shem is peace. Shem is kindness. Micah is goodness, faithfulness. Daniel is gentleness, self-control. Can we actually put our names in front of this and say, this is, this is my fruit that I'm bearing. And if not, that's okay. Then we need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us this. Give us this guidance. I want to be love to the people around me, to my family, to my wife. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Because abiding in Jesus produces goodness in our lives. Produces good fruit in our lives. As we follow Jesus, church, and glow, grow closer to him, his spirit living in us will help produce more and more good fruit. And less and less of the bad fruit. I mean, you can come to church, listen to me preach, Listen to music and worship and go out with your friends after for lunch and carry on with your week till next Sunday. But just like that commitment I was talking about, I can't have that with Quinn and have a vibrant relationship with her. Truly abiding in Christ is continually walking in fellowship with Christ, having a dependency only on him. Scripture tells us whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Abiding in him means walking and living in the consciousness of God's presence day after day. But that just doesn't come naturally for us, especially as guys. We need to have those connections with other men. We need to, to make time and create that white space to spend time with Jesus. And whatever it is, for me it's my motorcycle getting out. Taking my Bible with me, stopping somewhere and spending some time with the Lord. Maybe it's a hike for you. Maybe it's working in your garage and trying to build something. Maybe that's your time with Jesus. But make space and time to connect with the Father. Bearing much fruit by resting in Jesus will free you from independently living. And instead living the life God has called you to live. And receiving all that you need for life and godliness through him alone. Jesus produces fruit. You bear the fruit that Jesus produces. Living by this truth will enable you to obey God and receive his fruit. Or the benefits he so lovingly provides. So allow him today, church. Guys, allow him to take root in your life. Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on Christ. Offer everything that you have to Jesus and watch what he will do. Offer all of yourselves to Jesus and watch what he will do in your life. 
it blows my mind, absolutely blows my mind that the creator of heaven and earth, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the name that is above every other name wants to have a relationship with you and me. Remember I was talking to you about meno, what it meant. Staying connected. Immerse yourself in. It's going to happen. Drawing upon. Staying connected. Do you think God wants us to just plug into him like this? Oh, this is good. This is my Sunday Jesus experience. How about just one foot in? You know, this is okay. I'll, I'll see him when I see him. He knows I love him. And I'll, I'll get to him when I get to him. No, that's not what meno means. Wait, relying upon connecting. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, this is better. But what does it mean for us to fully immerse ourselves in him? Fully immersing ourselves, plugging into him. Do you know why? Because it is in him we live and move and have our being. Amen? So... him to fill you completely, to plug into him every single day. I'll leave you with the scripture. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Guys, today, abide in Jesus. I want to, this, this came to me just as I was praying. Instead of praying at the end of the service, I want to sing a song. Will you guys join me? Will you stand with me? Just a chorus of I Will Build My Life. We'll sing it a cappella, shall we? And I will build my life upon your into you. Yes to abiding in you. Yes to relying upon you. And Father forgive us for those moments where we try to figure life out on our own. Jesus we need you. As men and women here we need you in our lives Lord. So please give us guidance and direction and I pray God that today uh, as fathers that we would feel blessed and encouraged and challenged to continue to plug into you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. 
We hope it's helped you in your spiritual journey and has helped you draw closer to God. Let me tell you a little bit about us. Crosspoint gathers as one church on Sundays in Northeast Edmonton, and you can find out our location and more about us by visiting our website, thecrosspointchurch.ca. We also meet throughout the week throughout Edmonton in what we call home groups. These are smaller communities of learning, laughter, community, uh, transformation. We, we think that the journey of faith was never intended to be an independent exercise. It's, it's something that we do together. So please visit our website and find out how you can get connected to a home group near you. If you listen to our podcast regularly, why not make it shareable? You could like us on iTunes or share our podcast with other people. But more importantly, we hope you will get connected with other people and talk about what you've learned. Again, hey, thanks for listening. We pray you'll experience Christ's love in a very real and profound way this week.